Welcome back. It's Reliving the Lights. I'm your host, Josh Kuypers. I'm your other host, Anthony Hookman. We're here for episode 214. Excited to talk a little more Friday Night Lights this week. Uh, Anthony, when we record this, it is early February. It is cold as... I was gonna, I was gonna curse, but we won't start off that that quick cursing. But it is dreadfully cold. Um, Which, to be fair, it has been a very mild winter for South Dakota and yes. northwestern Iowa. I imagine. I think we had our first low below zero today. Yeah, and we're looking at the first highs below zero in the upcoming week. So it has been to be this far into yeah, the winter. Okay. We're doing okay. Yeah. I mean, we to look on the bright side of things there, you know, there, there have been winters in recent memory, you know, where we've hit negative 20, negative 30, like yeah. unbelievably low. But anyway, I'm still going to complain. It's very cold. Yeah. So okay. for our non Midwest listeners, I thought maybe you could share some, uh, some, some survival tips for making it through cold ass winters here you in know, South Dakota. I don't know if I have any tips outside of just mentally being like <laughs> hey you know what my like mine is just being like you know what in four months it's gonna be gorgeous out is like <laughs> always my mindset yeah um you know right now it's february so four months from now it's gonna be june it's for sure gonna be awesome outside yeah hopefully even much earlier than that right you, know, you can you can April's a complete like wild card. You can be yeah. Even absolutely early gorgeous. May can be a yeah. bit of a wild card. Like my birthday is April twenty third, and there have been birthdays where it's like seventy degrees and amazing, like just absolutely perfect. And then there have been birthdays where we're in the middle of a blizzard, yeah. and school gets called off because, uh, yeah, it's so bad outside. So I think um, three years ago. We had a winter. I remember I, I posted a picture on Instagram. It was April 18th, 2018, if memory serves. Okay. And I remember that day we woke up and looked outside and it was just like, nope, it was a Saturday. And so we went down to the bar that was like half a block from our place and just sat and watched cars get stuck on Main Street <laughs> in Brookings because that's just the kind of day it was like yeah. where cars get stuck on Main Street. And then three days later, you know, 70% of it was gone. Yeah, right. And that's the beauty of like an April or May snowstorm is like, oh, this sucks for the time being, but you know it's going to be gone. Yeah. Very, yep. very soon. Yeah, it doesn't stick around. So you're saying that your your survival tip is just like... Positivity, baby. <laughs> okay. I was going to say like, put your head down and just get through it, but but you're even a little more like... yeah. Think about the good times that are coming. Exactly. Think about the nice weather that will be. Well, having. the thing is, and it's it's easy for me, especially now because I work from home. So I very rarely have yeah. to leave my apartment. <laughs> the outdoors um, actually, doesn't really affect you that much. <laughs> I had my first like real reality check yesterday living in Sioux Falls because our apartment in Brookings had underground parking. Oh yeah. So I like, you know, you I had really to face it, but up. not really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like well, and even like when I did, my car was already at 60 degrees. Right. You yeah. know, so like by the time that it got, would have gotten cold in my car, the heater was already 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Going. So I very, very rarely had to face like really, truly cold temperatures. And I came down yesterday. Um, I had to run uh, to Target to buy a few things and stepped down. I was like, oh, I have to brush my car off. This is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but, um, but the nice thing about working from home too, is that I'll never have to leave my house before, like before 5 PM. And by that time, even like when it gets cold outside, unless it snows, I don't have to scrape my window off because like just the sunlight will, will melt the, the frost. So, yeah. 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 No, I, I guess I'm pretty much the, my, my survival tip is pretty much the same, except maybe a little more, a little less positive. Mine is more just like, just get through it. Well, you know, it'll be good again eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it'll probably be hopefully like (laughs) 10 above (laughs) next week and that'll feel a lot better. Yep. (laughs) And yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm an eternal optimist. So I just, I believe very much in the power of positivity. (laughs) Good for you. Well, uh, I'm glad you're, you're staying safe, staying inside, staying warm this winter. Um, our listeners in the West Indies don't know what any of this is like, but it is, yeah, we, it's just something that we get through here in the Midwest. So yep, it's, this is where the, the wheels fell off the wagon for our ancestors and we, (laughs) uh, for whatever reason, didn't get far enough away from it, and we continue to deal with it. But you know what? There's 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 some sort of pull with the Midwest <laughs> that, that keeps us here. So haven't fully identified it yet, but we're here for a reason. Anthony, we are about ready to start another episode. I'm curious as to what you're drinking right now. Yeah. So um, I just went to the kitchen and could not find a wine glass so i've got a cabernet sauvignon (laughs) in a rocks glass here yeah nice because i uh i've hit my limit of scotch i think (laughs) that i'm drinking (laughs) from the previous episode yeah uh did i see that the it's a monogrammed yes uh Uh, these belong to my grandpa oh yeah the class those are classic uh, yeah I feel like every household, when we were growing up, every household had a, a set of those glasses with the monogram, with like the little wheat things on the bottom like that, or whatever yeah. it is, the laurels. There wasn't a whole lot that I, aside from my proud to be a Black Panther pins uh, that I took from <laughs> when my grandpa passed, but that was one thing that I yeah. wanted to keep in, in was the monogram glasses. Yeah, that's nice. Well, I've got my uh, cheers pint glass here and i have this new concoction that i put together this week and have had about one a night uh this week which is uh i got bacardi pineapple on sale for ridiculously low price which is the only reason i bought it uh but it turns out when you mix that with some just sour mix uh sour mixer holy buckets you create some magic um so that's what i'm drinking uh it is very acidic, and so after I drink uh, like a full glass, I get a little uh, irritated up in the upper mm-hmm. esophagus area, but uh, it's very nice. So that's what I'll, I will be drinking for the remainder of this episode, I would assume. Yes. All right. So we've discussed the – we've made small talk about the weather. 
Yeah. We've discussed what we're drinking. So I think that means it's time to get started on episode 214 of Friday Night Lights. Leave no one behind. Leave no one behind. This episode aired the 1st of February, 2008, almost exactly 13 years ago. Uh, Movie Dude 1, is he, does he got something to say? Oh, oh my gosh. We do not have Movie Dude 1. Whoa. We've got page 8701. Okay. Who says, The hardships in Saracen's life began to get to him, begin to get to him. And he and Riggins, who is still pining away for Lila, commiserate. Julie feels left out when it seems like her mom is more focused on the volleyball team than her. Smash's suspension hurts the rest of the team's morale, and it has an unexpected consequence for him. Tyra becomes jealous of Landry's new girlfriend. Paige. (laughs) This isn't great. We got a... We got a one sentence synopsis here. Yeah. A proper use ish of semicolons. I mean, the proper use of semicolons is debatable. Uh, We've gone over it before. (laughs) I can't remember if that made the episode or not. I think it did. Yeah. Uh, But seems a reasonable use, at least. I'm going to say it's a reasonable use of semicolons. Uh, Yeah. I feel like it, it, it conveys the information that we need to know. In a mostly understandable way. At first. The first sentence. It, yeah. Well, the whole thing is one sentence, so you can't <laughs> say the first sentence. The first part of it, the hardships in right. Saracen's life begin to get to him. And he and Riggins, who is still pining away for Lila, commiserate. Yeah. That like is a convoluted. What an ugly sentence. Yep. That one's an so ugly great. section of a sentence. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, Paige. I'm. I'd go with a six on this one. Like on the movie dude one scale. Yeah, this is much okay. better than most movie dude one. That's true. I still gotta say like a five point five. <laughs> you're not willing. You're not willing to go up for a. I six. mean, I will. I'll give it up. I just want everybody to know that I'm not quite there. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, we'll go with a six. Uh, Anthony reluctantly going with a six. I'm gonna real quick. Click on Paige's profile here, page 8701, and just see what they're all about. I want to see their top-rated things. Uh, Highlander. (laughs) Episode of Highlander. Episode of Dragon Ball Z. Another episode of Highlander. And then Friday Night Lights, Leave No One Behind, uh, is their fourth top-rated item. And then an episode of Angel. So that's that's page eighty seven oh one. That's their top five highest rated episodes. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to know what we were working with here. All right. I hope Movie Dude One is back soon. I'm gonna assume that he is. I'm not sure what we would talk about on the podcast if he wasn't. So here's a question. Uh-huh. Do you think that this was an episode that Paige just really liked and she Several years ago, I was like, I'm going to do the synopsis for this episode, but none other prior to it. Maybe some more later. And Movie Dude 1 at one point was like, I'm going to do every synopsis for every Friday Night Lights episode that doesn't already have one. Yeah. And then he came and was like, oh. Paige has got it covered. 214 already has one. I'll move on to the next one. <laughs> or do you think that he like 
for some reason missed this episode and that Paige, Paige was like, I'll in. step in. Hmm. Uh, a chicken and the egg question. <laughs> right. I think I lean, I think I lean towards the first, the, the former of your yeah. explanations. Then why do you think, why cracks. do you think, we, what, the, okay. Do you think he just maybe was <sighs> writing synopses and he missed it? Or do you think that he just maybe didn't really like this episode and, or maybe he couldn't come up with a, um, <sighs> <laughs> parallels he couldn't come yeah, up with the proper parallels yeah. to tie it all together um well what did i i said that page already had written one so i feel like maybe movie dude one at this point was feeling pretty tapped out creatively uh and him. so when he saw that page already had one he's like oh thank god uh <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna sit this one out i'll move on yeah uh, I'm going to funnel what creative energy I have into episode 215 and hopefully knock it out of the park. And he is back Perfect. on episode 215. So, plus, but on episode 215, there is an an official NBC synopsis. So, I don't know if that Ooh. fits with my theory of him. Well, and here's, I mean, to bring that into it, we've only seen what four tops NBC official snobs yeah. like why are they so lacking or like yeah, where randomly. do they decide to step in and is this officially from NBC like did they I don't know must be a good episode I'm gonna assume that episode what's the finale f- oh well there you go sort of right uh by default because things shut down yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. Ooh, episode 15, the finale, is when we have Peter Berg actually in the show. Oh, really? He shows up that early? Looks like it. It's called May the Best Man Win, and it looks like in the huh. like cover photo. Yep, that's him in the stands with I thought that he showed Mrs. up Taylor. much later in in the series, but Nope, we're gonna we're gonna see I that douche corrected. right away. All right. Ooh, oh man, I don't remember if I texted you about this, but the movie that he was in that I bought, The Great White yeah. Hype, uh-huh. is was so good. Really? Was it? I really, really enjoyed it. Um, like it's the kind of movie that like they just don't make anymore. Yeah. Um, but it was really, really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice, nice. Well, and you said he was basically playing a douche, so it worked. Yeah. That way. It was such a. It was a genuinely like funny movie like for me to watch something from the 90s that i hadn't already seen yeah and laughed at a bunch for the my entire life right it's hard for me to like get some chocolate out of stuff but like very very solid yeah yeah it wasn't just the nostalgia factor it was exactly legitimately yeah. funny nice might have to check that out all right so we open this episode matt is cooking some sausage yeah, he's making breakfast for grandma. Well, he's actually making eggs, but grandma thinks oh, he's yeah, making right. sausage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't burn the sausage, Matthew. You know I like those Jimmy Dean's tender. <laughs> Quoted the episode. From I'm not right making there. sausage, grandma. I'm making eggs. Matt's very frustrated by the whole situation of that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you noticed how I said sausage right away. 
for whatever reason, I got into the habit of saying it that way around the house. And so now my kids pronounce sausage as sausage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good bit. Mom, are you making sausage? <laughs> uh, yeah. So grandma is confused about what he's cooking because it's uh, French Toast Tuesdays for, for yeah. Car- when Carlota was there. But Carlota is gone. Grandma's convinced that Carlota's coming back. Matt is frustrated and sad by the whole situation because he's definitely not coming back. And uh, yeah. he misses her and he wishes yeah. that she was. Yep. Yeah. He's struggling without Carlota around, but luckily Grandma likes his cooking. <laughs> yeah, it works. Um, but she just made scrambled eggs. So. Yeah. Hard Good to job. mess that up, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he. It's kind of one of those. Everything reminds him of her situations. He's looking around. He sees his class ring, and he's like bummed about Carlota. Um, yeah. His championship ring, right? Oh, that's what it was. Sorry, no, was <laughs> yeah. I was like, why was he sad about his class ring? But yeah, his championship ring. Uh, you said that it's hard to screw up scrambled eggs. But I got to tell you, and I don't think Lindsay listens to the podcast anymore. Maybe someday she will. But her family makes terrible scrambled eggs. Wow. Here's what they do. They take one of those, you know, like griddles with the like sides on it. Mm -hmm. um, And they just, you know, dump a bunch of stirred up eggs in there. And then they start dumping onions and peppers and all this stuff. And Velveeta cheese, like you wouldn't believe, like just gobs of it. And then they just like, they just start stirring it the whole time. They're just like stirring it instead of, you know, like letting the eggs firm up, you know, and then like gently breaking it up. So you get the like big chunks and stuff. And so it's just like grainy and the cheese and everything is all like messing up the consistency and the texture. Uh I think I have convinced her that there's a better way to make scrambled eggs now. You know, I literally taught myself to make scrambled eggs Uh by just Googling like scrambled egg recipe. And like the best scrambled egg recipe I've ever found that I've found is just like, it's like four eggs, half a cup of milk or quarter cup of milk, Mm -hmm. some butter Mm -hmm. and some pepper and salt. And you stir it together and that's it. You let the eggs congeal. Mm-hmm. Flip it. Uh-huh. You throw some salsa on that. Ooh, yes. Once it's done, that's it. You don't Beautiful. need peppers. You don't need cheese. No. You don't need onions. And I love, don't get me wrong, I like a good omelet. Right. But that's an omelet. That's not scrambled eggs. The What changed the game for me with my scrambled egg game was A, Cooking, getting that pan good and greased with a nice amount of butter beforehand, yep. and then turning it, uh, turning the burner down low. Yep. Like not, yep. not even medium. No. You get it no. down to low and you Think cook them three real or four. Slow. Yep. Cook them real slow, you know, and then just slowly kind of move them around as it cooks. You try and, you try and cook scrambled eggs fast. I mean, you're going to get nope. rubbery. You're, yeah, you're going to get bad consistency. Yep. So apparently Matt knows what he's doing according to grandma standards, but, uh, yeah. So Matt is right off the bat in this episode. Matt's not in a very good place mentally and emotionally, and it's only going to go downhill from here, folks. Meanwhile, coach and Julie are bickering about her driving, having a little back and forth. Yeah, Julie is uh, about to take the driver's test, and Coach is concerned about every little thing. Mm-hmm. 
uh, kind of boils over when coach implies that she may drive drunk, which I mean, to be fair, it's important to teach your kids not to drive drunk, but <laughs> he is like, yeah, just going over the top. Like, yeah. And Tammy kind of says, Hey, you might want to back off her a little bit. And she offers to take Julie to her driving test instead of coach and coach says, you want to take her? Fine. I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> so coach apparently has to take a big dump and is glad that he doesn't have to go yeah, take and a driver's, the driver's, the driver's test doesn't happen till later in the episode, like until the end of the episode, which is implied to be like several days later. So I don't know how long coach Taylor is spending in the bathroom. Mondo but, dump. <laughs> yeah. He's going to miss some practices more than Matt Saracen is going to later this episode. but Or maybe he's just planning ahead. Like he knows his bodily rhythm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was going to be during my afternoon crap anyway. Yeah. So good. You, you take it. bullet. Yeah. Uh, we see Matt driving his uh, Dodge Dart, his hunk of junk Dodge yes, Dart. That Lauren uh, helped him buy. Lauren. That was her name. I couldn't remember. And he um, turns on the radio. We get a music cue. And I have to point this oh. out only because I'm going to pull it up again while we're talking. I don't think I've ever seen one this low. So this is a song called I Can't Hold Myself in Line by John Doe. John this Doe. has the lowest number. When you when you do a Shazam on a song, uh-huh. it tells you how many other people have done it. Yeah. To like this has got to be the lowest number I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. By like a wide margin. Uh-huh. 138. <laughs> 138 people have shown enough interest in this song to Shazam it. It does not catch like, people's attention. Um by comparison, another song that I shazammed. Do I have a date on this? I don't have the date that I shazammed it, but I can see that I did shazam it. It's a song that I don't recognize. I'm gonna have to listen to later because I yeah. don't know what the song is. Called "This Girl" by Kungs and Cookin' on Three Burners, <laughs> or maybe the song is called "Kungs and Cookin' on Three Burners" by This Girl. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Right. No, Kung's is oh, Kung's is the group, and Cooking on Three Burners is who it's featuring. <laughs> okay. Have you you've obviously no, no. also never heard of it? No. Twenty three million Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice that there was a music music cue. What? Like it, it was on the radio. radio. Turns on the radio and there's like a song playing and he switches it huh. pretty early on to um, hear about <laughs> yeah. smash he al- the situation. He also was not interested in that song. <laughs> yeah. Slightest. 138 is a that is that's less than the amount of people in our hometown. For yeah, there to right. be seven billion people on this earth and only one hundred and thirty-eight <laughs> of us have shazammed this song is a it's a real testament. You're yeah. You're in uh, a pretty small elite community. You maybe should reach out to those other 138 people and ask them what what possessed them. It was probably all Friday Night Lights listeners. It had. Or watchers. Well, that's and, the thing is, like, for it to be featured on a nationally televised, like, a relatively popular show, 
here's what I'm going to do as a comparison. When we went to Stillwater this fall, there was a song that I heard in a Mexican restaurant um, <laughs> that was in Spanish. And I remember being like, I'm digging this. Mm-hmm. That song has 45,000 Shazams. <laughs> so like... 138. Yeah. 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 So I, you know, usually our segment, our award at the end is notable music cues. I don't know that we can in good conscience call this a notable. I'll tell you right now, there's a much more notable music cue later in the episode. That is my choice. So I can already tell you, even though that I'm one of only 138 people (laughs) in the world to ever Shazam that song, it still is not going to get a, my pick because there's a much better song yeah. that's that's chosen or that I'm going to choose for later on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Good. Okay. Well, we've spent more time talking about this song than anyone in the history of this song ever has. Even <laughs> the people who wrote it, even John Doe himself, <laughs> yeah, has not. Right. Uh, so Matt quickly turns the station because that song sucked. And uh, he hears on the sports radio talk show that Smash has been suspended for the rest of the season. And he starts breaking down at that point, uh, both emotionally and mechanically. Yeah, not not only does he break down, his car breaks down. Yeah. So he pulls over to the side of the road and takes a little bit of frustration out on the car. Yeah, he's... Hitting some unimaginable new lows. He throws a, f- uh, a little bit of a fit there, which is understandable for what's going on for in his sure. life. Yep. So no judgment there. Uh, we we see him. He makes it to the, the football field, to the locker room yep. uh, somehow. I don't know if he got the car running or if he got a ride there or what. He did have a little grease on his face, so maybe he got under the hood. Although he did chuck the keys into the ditch. And looked like he started walking away. So I just want to talk about that real quick. Yeah. Um, actions like that. And I know that real people do stuff like that. And I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. I will tell you this. And maybe I'm just not an angry enough person. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like I get mad sometimes, but I never do anything that like, even at my most pissed off I've ever been in my life, I've never done something with like earth shattering repercussions. Yeah. I think I'm always thinking like, Oh, I can't do that. I know that I would love to do that maybe because I'm so pissed off. Yes. But I would never throw my car keys into a lake or whatever, you know, like, yeah. So it's an, uh, a level of emotional <laughs> intelligence that I don't think or own intelligence, maybe that like, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, ironically, I have f- been not happy with how I've been dealing with anger lately, mm-hmm. seeing a therapist. So, you know, we're getting it under control, but for you. not, not like three weeks ago. I had one of, I had a Matt Saracen moment. Or I was so pissed that I had my phone, which isn't like a new phone, but it was a perfectly functioning phone. Yeah. 
And I just got so pissed that I chucked it without thinking. And as it left my hand, I was like, this is stupid and hit the wall and shattered that sucker. And I've got a new phone now. Uh, Terrible idea. (laughs) But that was like kind of one of the first moments where I was like, oh, um, this is a problem. And I have a little bit more understanding now of how people can make terrible decisions in the moment without, you know, uh, even knowing that it's a bad idea, but not being able to like fully hold it back. So that was a little bit of a humbling moment for me. This is getting real with, with Josh right now. Yeah, no, I, and and that makes me, um, both like happy and also like (laughs) apologetic that I asked the question because no, knowing I, I, I think that was the, I mean, part of why I asked it was to be like, have you ever been in a situation? Yeah. Because to me, I'm always, I think, always thinking of the consequences. And maybe, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what that's a result of. Um, and right. part of me thinks like, maybe I'm not emotional enough. Like I've never been emotional enough to just forget consequences. But also part mm-hmm. of me thinks like, oh, maybe I'm, you know, like maybe I'm a psychopath, you know, like is that, you know, like in terms of like emotions, <laughs> like right. if I'm always, yeah. you know, like, even when I'm so mad, I'm always calculating. Like that's yeah, what yeah. scares me. But at the same time, <laughs> sure. like part of me also thinks like, oh, maybe also I'm just obscenely rational. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It I could go I know, either way for, for either of us. I, I don't know, you know, like if you experienced a lot of anger from the people around you growing up, but I know I have students who who experience so much anger, like from their parents and stuff when they were younger, that they have defaulted to being like extremely rational and not willing to let their emotions like even surface whatsoever because they don't want to, you know, exhibit what they experienced growing up. Sure. Um, and that's interesting because if you want to get, we'll go into therapy with Anthony. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I do wonder maybe if no, because I know that I'm a super emotional person in some ways. And uh-huh. I think that that, I mean, you've known me long enough, I think for that to, to have come out to you also. Sure. Um, but I also think maybe there's things that I karma compartmentalize um, that I maybe deal with, with just like humor and don't really think about maybe enough. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think there's maybe a different time and a place for this uh, conversation, but <laughs> yeah, I am interested, we're, I am we're interested going in deep here. It, but yeah. 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 No. So Matt has a highly emotional moment. Things are kind of hitting the fan for him. It, it doesn't seem like he throws the keys very far away. Like it looks right. like they land about two feet on the other side of the car. So this guy's a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If that's the best you can throw when you're pissed, uh, not that impressive, but uh, he somehow gets to the locker room and he's still pretty perturbed by everyone and everything going on around him. And uh, coach gives an inspiring, an inspiring little talk here, which good for coach. He's back. He was laying real low last week with the uh, inspirational uh, yeah, moments. Do a whole lot last week. I feel like he steps it up here a little. Triumphant return a little bit, a little bit, and yeah, in the in in the meeting, Matt is clearly like unfocused. He's kind of unattached. He 
is just he's taking things out on people. He's clearly mad at Smash. He kind of says something like, just shut up, Smash. Yeah. Um, and we get uh cut from there to Matt's art class, which I think is really important because as we if there's one thing that we know about Matt Saracen, <laughs> it's that he likes to draw pictures. And I'm surprised he didn't just have his headphones on, just listening to Bob Dylan dealing <laughs> with his emotions that way. But yeah, yeah. but the teacher asks about like for a critique and she calls on Matt and he's like, I wish I would have written all this down because it was very like, Oh, do I think it did a good job? Yeah. Cause I can tell it's a vase and flowers. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. think it did a good job. <laughs> yep. And it just, uh, he's just not wanting to do all this. Um, and he's just he's upset and yeah after he gives his answer he says under his breath bitch <laughs> and the teacher says what and another show of him basically being like i don't really care about anything right now he's yeah. like i said that <laughs> i thought i did a fine job because you can tell that it's a you know a vase <laughs> and some flowers in it and then I said, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was good, pretty good delivery uh, yeah. <laughs> for Matt, especially because we don't get to see that side of Matt very often. Yeah. Uh, I could see this. I, I felt like I could see this playing out in my high school art class. For uh, sure. Because everyone was forced to take art, you know, at some point. <laughs> art one. I, were they? Because I, I, took, so. I took art one freshman year and then we lost the program for the rest of my high school career. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I know I, I took art I one and art two. And I remember I was in it with like Pat Riser and <laughs> people. I was in like, my like art that. one class was, it was me and Josh Sly and I think Dan Decker, Marquise Bull, Brian Yeager for sure was in that class. I was going to, I thought I was in art one with Brian Yeager, but anyway, maybe no, Brian, not. Brian Yeager was more than 100 Definitely in your If stuff. there's anybody that I can <laughs> guarantee was in this class, it was Brian Yeager. And number two, I can guarantee was Marquise Bull. <laughs> Why do we got to draw flowers in the <laughs> face? Um, Jenny Noctical was in that class also. Um, My goodness, what a cast. Yeah, it really was a... It That's why something. we lost the program. It's because you drove Mrs. Evans out of <laughs> out of town. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. But yeah, it was definitely um the one thing I remember a lot was that we listened to uh changes by Tupac a lot in that class because nice. we listened to music. Yeah. Um so that the O Brother were at that soundtrack. Nice. And Indigo there Girls. was like a she loved weird <laughs> there was a weird like two thousands either like cover or remix of uh sundown by um gordon lightfoot that brian yeager was really into and whenever (laughs) i hear that song i think about brian yeager yeah wow interesting i remember listening to uh three doors down their first album a ton which banger of an album for for what it was back in the day uh listened to uh, quite a bit of Catalyst. I don't know if you ever heard of them. 
Yeah, one of my favorite bands of all time, actually. I have right an autographed that. copy of one of their albums. Or <laughs> their right debut their de- album. Yeah, that was right when their debut album came out, yeah, so that yeah. caught some spins there. Yeah. Uh, get this crap out of my head and all the hits. <laughs> All-time classic. <laughs> Ace 4 suited. Forget about Ace it, for- <laughs> Yep. Uh, I apologize to the world for putting some of that out there, but... Uh, and yeah, Indigo Girls, because Mrs. Evans loved herself some yeah. Indigo Girls. So anyway, why were we talking about art? Because Matt's in art class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I could totally things, see yeah, this that type of situation yeah, playing out. Um, so I don't know if there were any consequences for calling his teacher a bitch, but he just kind of walks out of school. Seem like, yeah, he, he's struggling. Yeah, he just bounces. Uh, Landry sees him leaving and kind of says hey we've got whatever class next and he's like no yeah oh yeah because he says we've got it in ocho minutes or whatever ocho (laughs) minutos (laughs) oh landry yeah but saracen's done he's just done he's heading out next we see gene confronting tyra and being very straightforward and awkwardly uh direct yeah, and yeah, she asks Tyra, she says, are you a friend or are you competition? Which I'm going to tell you what. If I'm Gene in that situation, I don't think I've ever been Gene in that situation. Yeah. But I think if I am Gene in that situation, I do not have the balls no. to ask Tyra that question. No. A, Gene, we understand to be a freshman. So she's an underclassman. B, uh, Tyra's a very attractive older girl at school. She's a smoke show. And I think it's pretty widely known that she comes from a rough background. And like, yeah, <laughs> isn't not gonna, only is yeah. she extremely attractive, but she could like throw down <laughs> if she yeah. needed to. And it's, We've established that she's very tall, so just physically. uh, And Gene is very small. Yeah, so, wow. Gene's got some stones, for sure, I guess. I question whether it's the right usage of said stones. But, yeah, are you a friend or are you competition? Let's her know that she likes Landry and she's after him. uh, We're over at football practice and Saracen's missing. So, uh, missing Saracen, coach sends McGill to go look for him. Can't find him. Uh, Lance also, is injured. Yeah, we learned that Lance is injured. He suffered a knee injury <laughs> that he sustained from tripping over a curb, <laughs> which Mac thinks is hilarious. Which is <laughs> kind of hilarious. Uh, and Tri- Sma- Tripped over a curb, coach. <laughs> he tripped over a curb. <laughs> Which this is another one of those things where it's like they needed Landry free for some reason. So they gave him an injury. (laughs) The funny thing is like for a second there, coach says Landry smashed and Saracen out. (laughs) Like he cares that Landry is out. But he does call him Landry. But he just. He does there. He does. Because he initially calls him Lance. Yep. Yeah. Initially right away he says, what happened to Lance? (laughs) Um. Or Lance is out with an injury, whatever. Well, Lance has hurt knee, hurt his knee, whatever. Yeah. How do you get that again? Then he, he says, "Landry Saracen smash." 
<laughs> yeah, putting them on the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on. Uh, so yeah, team's in rough shape. Smash shows up full gear, wants to practice, but coach tells him that he needs to coach the team without him for this practice. Which I didn't know if that was, I mean, I understand. I feel like Smash could still practice, but you got to give like the reps to the backups who are actually going to be playing, right. but Smash can be out there. Right. Yeah. It, I don't know. It seemed like just another way for coach to be kind of stoic and I suppose make the, the right calls, quote unquote. But yeah, Gene meets with Landry outside of practice after it ends. Mm-hmm. And she tells him <laughs> she's found the mother load. Oh, yeah. Which I would be excited too, especially in 2007, 2008. Um, I have to tell you about this in 2020. Uh-huh. Late 2020. I want to say October, November, December. A friend of the show, Jordan Erickson. Yeah. Messaged me about this exact thing. <laughs> uh-huh which is Mystery Science Theater 3000 short films on YouTube, which oh, nice. have apparently been there for 14 years now. Yeah. Or 12 years now. Nice. Uh, I also remember Jordan tweeting about getting a new TV and he must've got a Roku TV because on the Roku live TV streaming channels that are like built into the TV there. And I have this too. There's a channel that is mystery science theater, 3000, 24 hours a day. Yeah. It must be tied into Pluto TV. Cause I have that oh, with yeah. my, with yep, my yep, Samsung yep. too. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, it was, a, yeah. About this time when I feel like, our friend group went through a mystery science theater 3000 for sure uh, phase. I Monos, got, hands of fate. I first got Netflix like delivered in the mail yep. in 2006. And one of the first things that I did was just ordered mystery science theater 3000 DVDs and would watch them with <laughs> like on the Erickson's projector. Yep. Yep. Uh, I remember vividly Logan quoting for years afterwards, uh, watch out for snakes. Yes. <laughs> I remember my tires are filled with water. <laughs> the first house that Logan lived in, in Platt over by like Travis to Shumper's parents and, okay. um, Aaron at the time, Vander Hyden, now yep. Myrink's house. Um, the first house that Logan lived in, I remember he invited, it was like me and Joel and Carter and we watched Ika, and I still remember like that is still yes. one of my favorite Mr. Sensory 3000s. And I remember just losing it at that episode. <laughs> I still think about that a lot. I still think about my tires are filled with water and watch out for snakes and oh, an oven in the living room. I, I still use that one a lot. <laughs> All of those are so, yeah. I probably think about good. them for sure once every two weeks. Yeah. All yeah. of those, all of those bits. <laughs> Uh, if you, if you happen, if you're listening to this, you probably like resonate with our sense of humor, (laughs) you know, to some extent. And if that's the case and you haven't watched mystery science theater 3000, maybe go check that out. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's an official reliving the lights, uh, recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Gene is into metal and mystery science theater 3000. I feel like if I'm Landry. Uh, 
Yeah, I'd be kind of I'd be kind of excited about that Landry, too. Landry's pumped. Yeah, <laughs> hearing this news, and he's like, "Do we just like do we space this out, or do we just attack it all at once?" <laughs> this is like this is this is at really the the beginning of binging uh, yes. TV shows and media and stuff. So this is uncharted territory. I feel like for humanity in general. Do we, yeah, do we space this out, or do we just you know, set aside a two days straight of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And Gene says we're going to attack it all at once. We're going to do an, an order, alphabetical order, or some yeah. kind of order. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Landry's pumped. Tyra sees all of this happening from afar. In true Julie seeing Matt making out all the yeah. time, Tyra just happens to see this going on from they afar. They kind of exchange a look. Yeah. Oh, does she see? Do they? Yes, they, they see, see each, each other. other. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. And yeah, Tyra's just so so sad about the whole situation. She's bummed. Um, back at the Taylor household, Tyra asks Tammy as she's over there for dinner again. Um, she asks Tammy if she should feel jealous of Jean for hanging out with, uh, with. Landry, and this I think is a pretty bold question. Yeah. Um, because I'm pretty sure that it's not public knowledge that they were together. Mm. Julie's there. I'm pretty sure Julie definitely did not know about Landry and Tyra actually happening. Yes. Yeah. She, she probably I mean, knew she about knew Landry's crush. Yeah, because Landry, what I remember specifically Landry interrupting her and Lois one time to ask Julie about how to handle right, yeah, the situation, yeah. but maybe it wasn't too in depth of a question. I don't think but Tammy yeah. knew for sure. So like Tammy's like, um, well, do you like him? And she's like, no, <laughs> we're just friends. Well, then you shouldn't be jealous of somebody dating him. She re- regales a story about her own <laughs> yeah. friend in <laughs> high school. Coach gets involved. yeah i was hates every second of all of this that's the main thing so i think i was distracted during the scene by my kids but that was the main thing i took from all of this is that julie is feeling very envious and jealous of the connection that tyra and uh mrs coach are are feeling and having not only do they have the connection of volleyball, but now it's like Tyra is going to Tammy with advice about boys and stuff like that. Yes. So it's turning into a, not just a coach-player relationship, but a real mother-daughter relationship. And not only that, but like Julie and Tyra, also like a friend relationship that now Julie is not only missing her mom, but missing her her friend as well. So Yes. Very jealous. Very jealous. Uh, The next scene we get, uh, Coach and Tammy are apparently on the way to uh, the FBI. They are transporting an extraterrestrial specimen (laughs) that they have in their back seat. (laughs) I was like, hold on. I've been been watching the (laughs) X-Files. Yeah. Um, and I had like a, a moment where I was like, hold on, did what I, are we talking about? are we talking about the wrong show here? No, that was a good bit. That was a good bit. Gotcha, Gracie. <laughs> yeah. I really looked all over online for 
uh, like what the actor who played Gracie is up to now. Can't find her. Awesome. <laughs> Thought I had a lead, but it was a YouTuber with a very similar name. Uh, <laughs> so. There's nothing on her IMDb after this, I'm assuming. Nope. Uh, so they're not actually on their way to the FBI. Uh, I don't know where they're going. I, <laughs> I just wrote it in my notes as they're going to the FBI. But Coach tells Tammy that he thinks Julie is getting envious and Tammy is not buying it. She seems very skeptical of Coach's yeah, insight. He thinks that, that uh, Julie is envious of Tammy's time spent with the volleyball team and she thinks that that's replacing the time spent with Julie. Yeah. yeah, Tammy is not so, thinking much of this theory. So obviously, Tammy like misunderstands where what Julie is upset about. Did you feel like Coach really understood that it wasn't like about volleyball specifically? Did he I have a better understanding of it than Tammy? I think they both have a misunderstanding, like equally misunderstanding. Okay, I because I thought Coach I think had Julie's a bit more insight. honestly. I think Julie's just an angsty teenager who wants to be annoyed at everything her parents do. <laughs> I don't think it's actually it. tied to like anything concrete. Okay. All right. Um, I think, I mean, we saw their struggles while coach was away. And I think that at, especially after that point, I think she just wants to hate anything that, Tammy is doing and root against it actively. That's probably true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next we think, or ne- not next we think, <laughs> next we see uh, Matt going through what I feel like every young man goes through at some point in their life. Uh, he's he's looking to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> Just, I must have skipped that phase. Of you never my, wanted to buy a motorcycle? I know. I don't oh, think bro. I ever did. I brought. I bought a sweet motorcycle back when I lived with Menning. We oh really? We had like a 1974 380 Suzuki. It was awesome, uh, but it was kind of a beast to keep running because it was an old two stroke. I yeah. If it, if it counts, I have like considered buying a moped at a few times because yeah. of the fuel efficiency, but not because <laughs> of the like two wheeled badassery of it or anything. Uh. I mean, I'll I'll accept that halfway as being related, at least tangentially sure. related to the same urge uh, sure. to yeah. a certain extent. But <laughs> yeah, Matt is looking at motorcycles and the salesman is pretty much who you'd picture a guy, a motorcycle salesman to be. Just sit yeah. on him, bro. <laughs> yeah, what does he, he does do? Like a, he does a bit where he's like... um. Oh yeah, check this one out. And Matt's like, it's out of my price range. And the salesman says, that's the old you talking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was honestly a little bit of Jason Street talking to Lucky Lou Gerald. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> but uh, Rickens happens to be driving by and <laughs> he kind of laughs at Matt. Uh, yeah, he's definitely amused seeing it. Uh, but he tells him well he shows up he says Matt Saracen skipping school yeah because he's also skipping school um he informs Matt that he always skips school on Wednesdays <laughs> I loved that <laughs> I always skip on Wednesdays 
It's really good. It's a nice midweek break. I understand yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, they end up, Matt ends up going with him. They go to get some beers. At a bar. Um, yeah. And but it, this yeah. is a, a weird interaction because Matt is like, how did you know that they wouldn't cart us here? And Tim is like, oh, the owner. Carl or something. Carl. Like um, he would never cart us. And then they like lift, he lifts a beer to Carl who like gives a look like, ugh, this, <laughs> these kids that almost suggests like he gave them non-alcoholic beer or something. Like he almost gives a look like, yeah, all right, losers. Yeah. And not a look of like, I gave you the hookup. <laughs> right. Which it was definitely real beer. Cause Matt definitely gets drunk. Or uh, was it? Well, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if you act that way in practice, you got to be pretty dumb to uh, placebo effect is a hell of a drug. <laughs> Fair enough, but yeah, it was it was an odd reaction from Carl, who is supposed yeah. to be old school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, this must be it must be like a bar and grill because while they're there, and Matt is getting drunk, then in come uh, our Christian power couple. Lila and youth pastor guy. Yes. So Tim says, how sad is it? These guys show up here for lunch every single day. And Matt, who is correct, says, how sad is it that you know that? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Sounds like you're a stalker. I kind of like not give a crap, Matt. Uh, Just say what's on his mind. It has, yeah, some really solid. That's for sure. Yeah. So Lila and whatever his name is, I'm pretty sure his last name is Christensen. So like, really? That's what we're going to call him. (laughs) Uh, But the youth pastor they're Yeah. They're getting lunch. Tim goes over and starts to talk to them. Getting your props for the youth pastor for like being like Tim Riggins. It's an honor to meet you. (laughs) He does a real, like puts on a real show. (laughs) Yeah. And Tim kind of carries on a little bit. He's trying to make it awkward for them, but it ends up like feeling awkward himself. Yeah. By the end of it. And he gets kind of flustered (laughs) with the whole situation and basically bails retreats back to the table, tells Saracen that they're leaving and they're going to practice. Yeah. Which Saracen is either uh, mentally drunk off of non-alcoholic beer or actually drunk off of real beer. But either way, he was was going for it. He was definitely going for it. Yeah. So they're heading to practice. And um, to Movie Dude won it. Speaking of practice, Tammy (laughs) and Julie are practicing driving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tammy asked Julie if Julie would like to join the next practice with the volleyball team. Uh, No. And I wrote in my notes, get a clue, Tammy. That's (laughs) definitely not what's going on here. No. No. Way off base. Julia Schuster. Yeah, that's not the case. Back at football practice, Matt Saracen is struggling. He's having a, a a good time and nobody else is out on the field. He's calling all kinds of audibles. <laughs> and he's 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 really on like 
Anthony Hookman episode 208 <laughs> levels here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he got that drunk off of like two shared pictures. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's gone. He is like sticking his hands under the, the wrong guy's ass. Yeah. <laughs> not his center. Um, it's not going, not going well for him. I got to say he is over the top drunk. Like yeah. they're maybe laying it on a little thick here. I think they did a little bit too much. Coach is pissed. He has a talk with Matt. McGill says something about you smell alcohol in his breath or something like that. And coach kind of is, it's obvious no, that he I did, don't. but he says, no, I do not. Um, so he's going to choose to ignore it. So later Landry is talking to Matt about what movie to watch with Gene. Wrath yeah. of Khan or Jaws. Jaws. Yep. Yep. Uh, Matt is okay. So he, I was confused on the timeline here. Is this after practice? What's going on? I think it's the next day. I wrote down the next day. So he's hung over. Mm-hmm. Is this like in the morning or did could Matt be? Keep I looked, it looked to me practice? like it was lunch. Yeah, I just don't know how Matt was so hung over yet. Uh, at this point, but, never had an all day hangover. I mean, not like that. And like we just said, he, it's not like he drank that much, but I think the thing, okay, here's what I'll say as somebody who is now 33, <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have hangovers like this when I was a junior in high school. I didn't even drink as a junior right. in high school. I didn't have hangovers like this as a 19 year old, <laughs> but I do now like, Oh, I definitely, yeah, well, especially like if you have to wake up early the next day, like that's a nightmare. Yeah, but my thing is, he was drinking at like 3 p.m., presumably. That's true. That's true. That's true. It's middle of the afternoon. It's not like he was drinking until 3 a.m., you know, like a lot of times when you're super hungover. That's the a next difference day maker. Are. Yeah. That's a difference maker. <laughs> so I was just confused when this scene that, took I didn't, place. I didn't think about that. But yeah. But yeah. Matt is hungover and Smash is there and Matt is getting kind of pissy with Smash. And yeah, he's being a real dick to Smash. Landry is worried about Matt becoming an at-risk youth, as he, <laughs> he says. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Matt is still, I feel like, uh, hitting, hitting bottom here. We get a volleyball game, which means we've had more volleyball than football in the oh, last wow. two episodes. Yeah, no doubt. We've had some practice, but that's about it for football. No games, no nothing. So, yeah, volleyball game. Basically, Tyra wins the game for them. Again, one-woman wrecking crew, as said before. And in the post-game huddle, Tammy is so excited by the victory that she invites the whole volleyball team over to her house. And so we see the, the team back at the Taylor household, and they're – dancing and eating ice cream and carrying on and so on and so forth. And Julie comes home and she's pissed. She's hurt. She goes straight to her room. Tammy goes in there and she's like, basically telling Julie she needs to get over it and buck up and not be so jealous. But uh, it turns out Julie has a pretty legitimate gripe here. Yeah. As it turns out, Julie says, well, Pardon me, but when you say you're going to meet me at the DMV at 
whatever time I expect you to be there. And I waited an hour. I called your cell phone. I called the home phone. Yeah. So Julie got stood up by her mom to get her license. So she's pretty upset. And so we see Tammy and Julie pulling up to the DMV. There's some dumpy DMV (laughs) worker closing up shop. Oh, damn. Before that. Well, we get, oh no, you're right. Sorry. So we see uh, Tammy and Julie pulling up to the DMV. Uh, There's some dumpy DMV worker closing up. They, I mean, they really, they really worked hard at getting your stereotypical uh, DMV worker here. Um, He's closing up for the day. Tammy begs him to stay open just 10 more minutes. They're supposed to be open for 10 more minutes anyway. Give she came Julie a 450. Yep. So uh, he he goes ahead and Tammy gets her way. Reluctantly, she says, do you have kids? He says, I do. Listen, you need to understand that my kid is never going to trust me again if yeah. you don't do this. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, are you a Panther football fan? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> I, I hate, hate football. football. <laughs> okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so back at the Colette household, we see Ma Colette. We haven't heard from her for a while. And Tyra's trying to get some motherly advice from asking, old Angie there. Yeah, asking Ma Colette the same question she asked Tammy Taylor mm-hmm. about competing for affection. So Ma Colette says that she has always competed for a guy. Like, basically never had a situation where she wasn't competing for a guy that she likes the chase in the competition. That seems to be her bread and butter, was that it wasn't even for love or whatever. Yes. It was just that she liked the chase. She liked the competition. Yep. So, she she says that Tyra has it in her blood, that that's that's just the way that she's wired. Uh, We see, so speaking of the Colettes, we see Tim and Matt uh, at the strip club. As it turns out, um, the other bar is not the only bar that does (laughs) not card Tim. Which we know for a fact that that strip club, uh, it does card occasionally because Matt and Julie and Tyra and Landry all got sent to jail. And not only do we know that, but we know these strippers like outright say that Matt Zerson is a high schooler and they don't care. Some sketchy stuff going on here. Um, but man, Matt, Matt's having a good time. He <laughs> this is would, loving, he's this living not, life and loving it. This would not usually be a situation where Matt would be enjoying himself. He would usually he would be, be goofus in goofus mode yeah. for sure. But he is, he is in a new Matt Saracen <laughs> mode and he is loving it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we, we talked about it, but I think when, when they were at that bar, Carl's bar, uh, he, he told Tim that he wanted to be more like Tim and yes, just be did. in the moment and, <laughs> uh, be, uh, what was his word? Like steady. Um, something like that. Like just nothing really phases him. You know, um, so <laughs> yeah, Matt's having a great time. Tim gets Matt a lap dance and Matt is awkwardly just chit chatting it up, having a good time <laughs> with, uh, with the stripper while she's giving him a dance, but he gets a call in the middle of it all. And so he leaves to go take that. Meanwhile, smash shows up at coach's office 
and reveals that his scholarship to TMU has been revoked due to his assault charges. They find him like an objectionable person or he has objectionable values or some questionable character, questionable character. That's what it is. Yeah. Which is the kiss of death. Oh, for sure. Says, yeah. So he's very worried about his future and what he's going to do now. Yep. We cut to Matt getting a ride from the stripper that was giving him a dance. Uh, He's back in Goofus Malubus mode at this point. (laughs) Yeah. They're on their way to the hospital. Turns out grandma fell and hit her head. Grandma Saracen, freaking Lorraine. Uh, You know, can't just go drink some beers and have a good time at the strip club. Yeah. She always knows when to. Harsh and mellow, that's for sure. <laughs> no doubt. Matt is still very drunk um, on the way there, which I assume is why he's not driving himself. Yeah. Back at the movies, Landry and Gene are coming out of a showing that they just did. Did you happen to catch the two movies that were playing? Well, it was between Wrath of Khan and Jaws, right? So Jaws was one of the movies playing. Okay, I just screening. Assumed. Okay. The other movie playing was Peter Berg's The Kingdom. Oh, come on. No, mm-hmm. really? Yep, yep. Well, they definitely made the rights. I'm, I mean, I kind of, uh, I've been, what I remember of The Kingdom, I enjoyed I watching it From what I remember, the too, time. the last time that I saw it was in the theater 13 years ago. Okay. <laughs> was Jaws showing at the same time? <laughs> uh, no, not in my theater. But yeah. At this theater, it was said, now showing, uh, the kingdom, and then it said special screening Jaws. So, <laughs> okay, interesting. Good um, catch. Speaking of, side note, um, the State Theater reopened here in Sioux Falls, yeah. which I'm very excited about, and they're yeah, doing awesome. a showing of the sh- of the thing tomorrow at 10 p.m. Oh, and I think I'm going to go. Good call. I think I'm going to go. Yeah, that movie is sweet. Uh, oh, what's his name? Kurt Kurt Russell? No, who's the nope. main, Kurt Russell's the main Russell, guy in yep. that? It's been a couple years since I've seen it. Yeah, good times. Uh, yeah. So Landry and Gene are leaving the movie theater, and Tyra basically comes out of nowhere and ambushes them. Yeah, they, for the record, went and saw Jaws. Landry is talking about his fear of sharks and fear of water, and they're interrupted by Tyra. Yeah, she needs to talk to Landry. She pulls him aside, tells him that she likes him. She wants to give the relationship a shot. And Landry's pretty pissed off by this. Yeah, Landry says, I'm literally in the middle of a date right now. Yeah. Frankly, how dare you? Yeah. Kind of with Landry here. I mean. Not wrong. Tyra, go ahead and, yeah, shoot your shot. Do what you got to do. But timing. It's yeah. not ad- advantageous for you to interrupt the date. And wait like 12 hours. <laughs> it's it's going to be fine uh, if you wait 12 hours. So Landry says, you know, I'm literally on a date with a girl who isn't embarrassed of me. And Tyra kind of pleads her case saying that, you know, we we got together under unique circumstances. Murder. <laughs> And <laughs> killed you know, somebody. She, she was scared and confused, um, but you know now she's she's had some time to think about it and knows what she really wants. And Landry just basically shuts her down. Listen, 
I'm on a date. No. Uh, <laughs> and so Tyra leaves dejectedly and Gene just walks right up and plants a juicy one. On power Landry. move. Power move. <laughs> power move, no doubt. Uh, Gene's kind of full of power moves. That's kind of Gene's MO. Yeah, for sure. She doesn't look like a power move person, but uh, it's becoming kind of her calling card. Yeah. Smash is tearing down back at home. He's tearing down all of his TMU memorabilia, his posters, his etc. And Mama Smash walks in. He must have been very loud. <laughs> Saying it's done. She yeah. comes in and she tells him that she loves him. She believes in him. And they embrace kind of a special little moment. Mm-hmm. Coach shows up at the hospital. Okay. We don't know that he's been called, but they said, We're really sorry. We didn't know what else to do. And um, it turns out Matt is passed out in the waiting room. <laughs> Grandma Saracen appears to be fine. Oh, yeah. She's happy as a queen. She is hype to see <laughs> Coach Eric Taylor. As always. In the flesh. Literally her favorite person in the world. Like, not her son, Henry. Not her grandson, even, Matt. Although she's very fond of Matt. Uh, no one can hold a candle to Coach Eric Taylor in Grandma yeah. Saracen's book. She asks about little baby Gracie, about everything. Yep. Um, Coach is pissed at Matt. Yeah. He tells him he smells like a damn drunk. He's doing it all through, like, his whisper yell through his yeah. teeth thing yep. that Coach does. Uh, kind of coaches. That's his. You know Coach is mad when he's not yep. actually opening his mouth when he talks. Yep. Uh, he brings the Saracens home. And, of course, uh, as Coach is kind of getting Grandma settled, she offers him a sandwich because that's Grandma Saracens' move. Yep. Uh, offer the man a sandwich or maybe some cake. And so he gets Grandma settled, and then he and Matt kind of get into it a little bit here. Um, Coach is yeah, very he- upset with Matt drags Matt into the bathroom. Yeah. Throws him in the shower. I think got to be one of the most iconic moments of Fred and Elliot's history. Yeah. Um, I think for sure the highlight of this season. Yeah. I think it's this moment. Powerful scene. He throws Matt in, into the shower, turns the shower on. Matt says, you left me for TMU. Julie left me for the Swede. Carlota left me for Guatemala. My dad left me for a damn war. Yeah. Everybody leaves me. And coach, he you says, what turn, turn around yeah. real quick. Yeah. Cause Matt ends that with what's wrong with me. Yeah. And yeah, it, that I have, I have in my notes that the, it, you can see the weight of that hit coach. Like yep. it, it lands and he's just like, Oh, and he, you know, he tells Matt, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you at all, which is a really, yeah, really powerful moment. I would agree. Probably the moment of the, the most significant moment of, of season two, for sure. Yeah. Pretty big. Landry is sitting in his car looking forlorn. He's outside of the diner or a restaurant. I don't know. One of the eating establishments in Dillon. Calls up Jean. Jean's sitting inside the restaurant. He, you know, creepily tells her that she's wearing a nice sweater. Uh, come on out, basically. So she comes out to talk to Landry. 
And uh, <laughs> he dumps her without even getting out of the car. Like, dumps yeah. her through the car window, which is pretty cold. And Gina's sad. And Very upset. Pissed. And tells him he's making a mistake. So, I guess the Gene thing's over now. That was... Was that two episodes or one episode? Two, two. episodes. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Looks like looks like Landry's going back to Tyra. He tells her it's not fair to her. You know, not fair to Gene. He's got all these lingering feelings. So, it's better if he just cuts it off. So, yep. yeah. In the very next scene, Landry shows up at the Colette house. Oh, yes. He does. Tyra... Conveniently answers the door and they kiss as we get another musical cue and my yes. choice. Yes. Uh, for music with the musical cue of the week, which is if it's the beaches by uh, the Ava brothers, mm-hmm. probably a top 10 Ava brothers song, if not higher for me. Yeah. I, when I heard it, I was watching with Lindsay and I said, and I was like, we need to be listening to more Avid Brothers. I kind of forget about the Avid Brothers yeah. sometimes. And yeah. Their their output over the last five or six years hasn't been great. But like I saw them in 2013. It was at that time probably the best show that I'd ever nice. seen. Um, I, I saw that. them again summer 2019 and it wasn't as good, but it was also like a much it was an outdoor venue, so it was much bigger and yeah. It's a different experience, but yeah. Great musical cue as they're yes. kissing and whatnot. Uh, but Landry's got to go immediately to the football game. Um, but they basically make plans to uh, hook up after yeah. the game. And it is game time. Outside of the game, Julie practices parking backwards. She does a pretty good job yeah, for, she, uh, she, for she, a first-timer. She, you know, she doesn't say anything. Um, the couple summers that I worked maintenance at snake creek <laughs> i got real good at uh backing Back up in. yeah yeah um because <laughs> we we had to every day either raise or lower the docks and that's in like literally just oh. back up to the dock and either push it in or pull it out okay yeah um after you chain it so i got i've gotten i will say as as far as my driving skills go <laughs> backing up i am a for sure like as I'm in the like 94th percentile, I'll say <laughs> nice of drivers. Yeah. So I grew up on a farm and then I worked for highway maintenance and then I worked construction. So I have a lot of uh, experience backing up trailers. I wish yeah. I could say I was better. I'm probably still better. Like I'm probably still in the 85th percentile, but I feel like I should be in the 95th percentile. <laughs> I should be better than what I am for how much I've done it. Yeah. Uh, but but still, not bad. Not bad at backing up trailers. That's a I that's will a say, thing. As, far, as far as backing up trailers, I'm not very high. But as, tr- as far as backing it's up. Straight backing up, yeah. Just straight up vehicles, I'm for sure in the, the 94th, I'll <laughs> nice. say, in the percentile. Nice. But trailers... I'm not as good at trailers, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, but word of wisdom from, from Kenny Kuypers about backing up on the farm. He'd always tell me when you're backing up in a vehicle, when you're backing up in life, only back up only as far as you have to never anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always remember that. 
Which which is good advice. That's good, good advice. advice. Very solid. Yeah, advice. don't back up further than you have to. Yep. So football game. Yep. Julie's backing in. We see the locker room. They're going through their pregame routine or whatever. But Smash shows up, and at first I felt like, what is the reception that Smash is getting here? Is it like yeah. people are pissed at him because? Yeah, I had kind of forgotten. It's been so long since I've watched this episode. And he kind of gives like a good luck speech. And uh-huh. Saracen is like, coach, let him play. F- it. <laughs> like, yeah. We're not going to make the playoffs anyway. Put him in. Oh, What's the worst that could happen? And I was like, do they do this? <laughs> I forgot. And I was like, oh, shit. they're going to throw him in. Um, Stupid idea, Saracen. I mean, come on. Is it though? <laughs> like, I don't remember for sure, and maybe we don't know because the season got we cut don't off. Know. But yeah, we they don't. We don't, don't know don't if they know. make the playoffs. I don't know. I think it would have been dope if they would have just thrown him in, and and then the writer strike happened, and then you can draw <laughs> yeah, your own conclusions. Yeah, they do not. They do not play him. Smash says basically says that's ridiculous. He gives an inspiring pep talk, and uh, I feel like. Coach is really losing his like linchpin inspirational leader of the show uh, role here these last few weeks. Yeah, he has been dipping for sure. But I think that's the sign of a good leader. You know, a good leader works himself out of a job, creates the culture, and raises other people up. So maybe, you know, it's actually, it's not an indictment on coach's leadership. It's actually to his credit that everyone else around him is becoming inspirational. But, true. True. Uh, yeah. Smash smash says, no, you know what? Make the playoffs and I'll play again. Yeah. So go out and win it for me. That's right. Yep. So they're all pumped up now. Team goes out. Smash hangs back in the locker room and just starts sobbing. Yeah. Last shot we get the, the team goes out. They all, tap the P yep. on their way out and as they're out the door smash we close in on smash and he's sobbing yep which I felt for him there little little heartbreaking moment there a little bit yeah but that's the end of the episode roll credits uh, we'll be back in just a moment to talk about some of our characters All right, we are back. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth on some of our characters. So the episode ended with Smash. Why don't we start this segment with Smash? Um, I'm feeling for him. It's a bummer. For sure. Yeah. He, I mean, is an obvious victim of racial injustice. Yeah. So he, he was know, trying what to he's do done right. with over the last three episodes. Yeah. I mean, doing what any anybody would do. Right. So he's a victim of racial injustice. He's trying to stand up for his family. He's trying to take care of his baby sister. And (laughs) then when the nasty jerk white dude tries to screw him over more and drag him through the mud, he tries to stand up for himself and it only worsens things, which, yeah, he said some stupid stuff, but, uh, bummer. But I guess we're we're hoping Smash is gonna learn and grow 
through the experience. You can learn to be a leader uh, off the field as well as on the field in these situations. So, uh, you know, hopefully Smash just views this as an opportunity for growth and uh, it'll make him better in the long run. Yes. Let's see who else we got. Matt. Matt is, you know, probably, I would say, our main character of the episode. Uh, He's having a heck of a time. He is um, dealing, for sure, coping with, you know, as he says late in the episode, just the losses of pretty much everybody in his life. You know, he lost Coach, even though Coach came back. He lost Julie, even though he sort of had the opportunity to have Julie back. I think maybe that's his biggest problem emotionally is he's not willing to forgive. Yeah, right. But, you know, he, but in his defense, you know, um, if these people wouldn't have made stupid decisions, he wouldn't have to forgive them. So, like, you kind of have to give him credit for that. I thought the, when he was talking about how coach left him for a better job, that was the one where I was like, okay, yeah, but it's not like coach owes you to drastically change the rest of his life, uh, to not take an opportunity just because you're on his team, his high school football team. That was, that was the one where I was like, eh, maybe leave that one off Matt. But the Julie thing, she freaking left him for the Swede and we can all agree that that was a terrible decision. We can all agree that, uh, Henry Saracen is an absolute a-hole jerk. Yeah. We're not interested in scumbag extraordinaire. Yeah. We, I feel for Matt for sure, for the most part, but, um, not handling things the best, but you can't really blame him for, you know, hitting a real low, low here. No, Uh, I think we all would. Yep. Uh, Anthony would not throw his keys into the grass, but I I might, (laughs) I think, listen, if I'm Matt Saracen in this situation, I'm not throwing the keys into the grass when my car dry, uh, breaks down, but I probably am uh, ending up in the shower with <laughs> right with the Coach Taylor situation. <laughs> that sounds weird out of context. Yeah, I realized once I used the word <laughs> with, I wasn't yeah. going to guide myself out of that. But No, that's fine. I, I My car, I'm probably not calling my teacher a bitch at least for sure not outside of my brain <laughs> right yeah that's not a great move ever. i'm probably not crapping on smash but yeah i'm probably probably ended up at the strip club with tim riggins <laughs> when my grandmother gets injured and showing up drunk at the hospital yeah, that I can, can see. You can see that happening. Probably getting thrown into the shower by Coach Taylor and probably justifying my situation. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that honest uh, yeah. analysis. I, so I appreciate like that. Like 85% of... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about the the Julie and Tammy situation we got going on? Where Where do you land with this? <sighs> You know, it's difficult because I think there's so many misreadings by everybody. Yeah. That I have a hard time, like, being upset with anybody. Um, I think Tammy just found a new thing that she's loved, and she's just trying to appreciate that. 
Julie is mad about, I don't really know for sure. She's mad about getting left at the DMV, bro. Yeah, she's got teenage angst and and the DMV thing, but she was already mad before the DMV thing even happened. Yeah. When I was watching this, uh, I actually found myself quite a bit more on, on Julie's side. Uh, not that not that Tammy was necessarily doing anything wrong, but she was very oblivious sure. to what Julie was feeling. Uh, and I feel like almost trying to justify herself more than trying to understand her daughter. Um, sure. Which, hey, not even Tammy Taylor is perfect, believe it or not. So uh, I'm... Definitely uh, not a perfect parent and not even close to Tammy Taylor level. So who am I to judge uh, her parenting? But I kind of found myself uh, feeling more sympathy for Julie than than for Tammy. But I don't think we have to pick sides in this, except right, no. it, if we're forced to pick sides between Tammy and Julie, we're always going to pick against Julie. So Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's just goes without saying. Uh, Landry, Landry is having to choose maybe for the first time in his life, 100%, uh, maybe the last time in his life, uh, he's got options. He's got like a semi manic pixie dream girl and a 100% dream girl that he's trying to choose between. Now I was, I got a little bit confused because later on in the series, I feel like he has a legitimate manic pixie dream girl the girl that's in crucifictorious with him after they change from a speed metal christian or yeah christian speed metal band to like an indie triangle dinging hipster (laughs) (laughs) i love i just have to say your dedication to always bringing in (laughs) the triangle (laughs) when talking about a in a uh, hipster type of band, band that you don't yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a line from Joel Dykstra that I'll just never forget. And I it incorporated it into my my lexicon when talking Shout about it. Shout out to Joel Dykstra, of friend yeah. of the show. <laughs> Triangle ding and hipster <laughs> is I believe what he called it. <laughs> so uh yeah. So he at Landry actually later on in the series, spoiler alert, goes full manic pixie dream girl. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he's got choices here. I feel like he does a pretty non-sleazy uh, job of navigating the situation, which is saying quite a bit for Landry. I was going to say, do you think he made the right choice or do you think that he did not make the right choice? <laughs> I feel like we often have to differentiate between like 2007 <laughs> Josh and Anthony and That's, 2021 listen, Josh. Do you, want, do you want my answer before you answer? Yeah, Definitely. Do I think he made the right choice? No. Do I think he made the choice that I would have made? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> I think I think Tyra's a once in a lifetime opportunity for Landry. So, yeah. Don't blame him. So that's Landry. Um Interesting, interesting situation that we find Landry in. Uh, who else? Is there anybody else that comes to mind? We don't get a lot of Tim except kind of being Matt's drunken guide. Yeah, his kind of Sherpa through the... <laughs> yes, it's perfect. Yeah. 
the Everest of his uh, immorality, as it were. Yeah, his his DGAF phase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so not much on Tim there. Anybody else that you can think of? I'm not coming up with anybody else. Yeah. No, no Jason in this episode. Nobody, not a zero buddy. Yep. Yeah. It was Lila? all the tailors. Lila showed up only at the bar for lunch with the pastor. Oh, right. She doesn't yeah. really do much of anything. So yeah. It was all, it was all Matt, almost all Matt and the Taylor family. A touch of Tim. Yeah. A touch of Lila. Interesting. <laughs> And Tyra and La- Tyra and Landry, obviously. Right. But. Yeah. No product placement from Applebee's. No product placement from Chevy. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that, I th- they thought the show was getting canceled at this point. And they were like, <laughs> forget it. We're pulling the funding. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll take one more little break here and we'll come back and give out our awards for the week. Okay, we are back. We're gonna we're gonna wrap things up by doing our awards for the week, as we always do. We're gonna start with the Coach Taylor inspirating. Uh, I can't remember. Did Coach do anything? Yeah. Well, so he. Oh, yeah. The most like, poignant, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> significant scene of yeah the second season. Yeah. So on top of that, he he really. I mean, he got in Matt Saracen's face basically the entire episode, yep. but especially his closing scene or closing moment at the end where he threw Matt in the shower and, you know, turned the shower on. And yeah, which I don't know how inspiring that was because it was kind of it backfired. Yeah, it was kind of misled, but it, I mean, it, it led to some probably good breakthrough of Matt, yeah. like being open and honest about what's going on. Also, like a hard five. Yeah. Yeah, he gets things going. And again, I'm not sure this counts as inspiring, but even like, I feel like, you know, he he knew something was going on with Matt. Matt shows up to practice drunk. He knows that he's drunk. It's self-serving to not like get Matt in trouble. But on the other hand, like I also think he knows it's in Matt's best interest to kind of, you know, something's going on. I'm not going to throw this kid under the bus. It's probably not what's right. best for him. Which, yeah, if Matt would have gotten in trouble and kicked off the team or disqualified from playing or whatever, like that would have only probably sunk him down deeper into the drunken strip club uh, phase of life that he, <laughs> he was in. So coach probably made a good t- call there. So, yeah, five. I'm good with a five. Um, it was almost sometimes inspiring, uh, on accident, but it worked. Julie Taylor hate meter. Uh, it's, this is a tough I feel one like because I'm, I feel like I'm more sympathetic to Julie here than you, than you. Feel. No, no. I think she's definitely a victim of this episode, but I think her first half sleaze you know, and just being so dismissive of, of everything yeah, doesn't quite counteract that. I, I will say like a negative two or three. Oh, you're on the, the likable side. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who's more sympathetic now, Josh? Yeah. No. Try you're, again. You're, that's uh, that's better than the number I had in my head. I had uh, like a negative one, so just barely. So, uh, yeah, I I I feel bad for her. I do agree that she could be more supportive of her mother, who seems to have found something that she enjoys doing. So, uh, let's settle on a on a negative two for Julie. Um, oh. to, yeah, nice. The the rare negative hateometer rating for season two for Julie. So yeah, I think that's maybe a first for season two. So yeah. you gotta gotta hand it to her on that. Yeah, yeah, good for you, Julie. Big rig beer tally. We didn't talk about it. I had two. Okay. Um, at the bar the, with the pitcher. Yep, that was the second one. Did were they drinking in the strip club? Or maybe that was the second one. So Carl's beers in the check. strip club. Yeah, Carl's beer in the bar and the strip club. That might have been it. Um, and that was, it was hard to determine too because they had a pitcher, but also Matt was. Yes. Definitely drinking more. Yeah. So first one I had was Matt shows up the Michael. Oh yeah. So they um had drinks at the bar and the second one was at the strip club. So I had two, one at the bar, one at the strip club. Prob I mean implied more beers, of course. Yeah. As almost definitely. usual. But yeah. um Matt Saracen kind of stole the show on drinking in this episode. So. <laughs> yes. Yep. So we'll make it an official two. The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. Car ride see. with the stripper? Yeah, that's got to be it. That's the only time he goes in a Goofus Malufus mode for sure. Yep. Uh, we had zero buddy moments, and so it was impossible yeah. to have a Buddy Garrity sleeze moment. Not a single appearance. Yep. Notable music cues goes to the Avit Brothers. What song was it? If it's the beaches. If it's the beaches. Yeah, that was <laughs> really no contest compared yeah. with John Doe. <laughs> 153 Shazams or whatever it was. Should have Shazammed that. Did you Shazam the Avid Brother song? No, I didn't. You just to. knew what it was. Yeah. yeah. Be curious to what that song had on Shazam. 22,365 Shazams. Okay. Yeah, I and Loving You by the Avid Brothers has 297,419 Shazams. So that's their top one, which is not surprising that that's their top one. But No, that totally makes sense. All right, so that was an, that was an easy call for notable music cues. Uh, outdated, outdated pop culture reference of the week, I think. Maybe the kingdom playing at the theater. That's what I had. Peter Berg to the kingdom. Who are the main guys in that? It was Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. I want to say maybe Jennifer Garner. I'm getting The Kingdom and uh, Three Kings mixed up in my mind. I know I'm forgetting somebody that's on. There's three people on the posters. Jamie Foxx. Jennifer Garner, Jason Bateman. Bateman. Chris Cooper. Bateman was in that movie. Oh, Piven. Uh... (laughs) Jeremy Piven. Of course, Tim, Piven was in that. Oh my gosh. Uh, Tim McGraw. Of Peter course. Berg, and Lila uh, Garrity was in the movie. Kyle Chandler. Yep. Minka Kelly. Peter Berg's got his people. Oh, yeah. 
it came out in 2007. Huh. I've got Battleship on my HBO uh, Max watch list. I think I might pass out watching that tonight. Nice. Good call. <laughs> Get a little Peter Berg in me. I like that. Uh, quote of the episode. I've got uh, two nominations. I think one is the is the winner, the clear winner. But uh, I have Coach at the beginning of the episode where Tammy says that she's going to take Julie to her driver's test. And Coach says, you want to take her? Fine. I'll be in the bathroom. <laughs> Referring to his <laughs> Mondo Day Dump <laughs> that he's got to take. And then the other one is uh, Matt in the shower. Uh, you don't care about me. You left me for a better job. Your daughter left me for a better guy. Carlota left me for Guatemala. My dad left me for a damn war. Everybody leaves me. What's wrong with me? I personally would vote for the second one. The only other one I do like this one was on the IMDb page. This is the lone quote on the IMDb page uh-huh. from Matt Saracen. My critique is that there were drawing of a bunch of sad and stupid pictures of a bunch of sad and stupid flowers. Oh, and I said, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. But I think, I think the, the monologue in the bathtub for sure. Yep. All right. Our MVP of the episode. I don't feel like anybody has real like hero vibes. I have this episode. If I'm going to nominate somebody, it's going to be Saracen, I think. Because not only does do we see the lowest of lows, but I think we see pretty high highs. Uh, high highs being like living it up in the strip club? Or what are you defining as, well, as I think, high highs? Well, maybe not high highs, but I think the iconic moment of him in the shower. Yeah, of him sig- breaking down. So maybe not necessarily a high, but... Yeah, significant. Like weighty, significant. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I really have no, I I mean, I don't know in your average episode that I would give it to Matt Saracen in this, with this uh, situation, but I don't really have any other suggestions. Yeah. Nobody's really <laughs> shining. It's, it's a very Matt centric episode. So I think, I think it's, I think it's his yeah. episode to okay. lose. All right. So Matt Saracen is our MVP. That leaves us with our episode rating. This was definitely a step up from uh, the previous oh, episode sure. of episode 13. Uh, how much better? So we gave it a five. We gave last episode a five. Um, I think this is a strong seven, if only because the last 10 minutes bring yep. it up. Yep, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say a seven as well. Just the weight of significance that we experience uh, towards the end there. I feel like make it make it a powerful episode. So I like that. We'll go with a seven. Uh, that wraps it up for the week. I'm going to assume since we didn't have anybody this week that we're going to get a good amount in the finale. I'm hoping next week. Next week is the finale, right? Next week's the family, yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Um so hopefully we'll have a we'll have a guest for you all. Yeah. We we've got some things in mind. I know for sure. I mean, I think we've got in the very least a we can find a shoe in, but I think we've we, we can we will brainstorm we'll brainstorm on some ideas. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, it's gonna be a good time. I think that's safe to say. So yeah. 
Make sure you tune in next week uh, for our finale of season two of, uh, yeah, Friday Night Lights. Of it's Reliving a finale, Lights. but it's not really a finale. No, it's, it's, it's the last episode of the season, but it's not really <laughs> that special. So Yeah, it's the last episode before we'll try to make it special. the writer's strike shut it down. Yep. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Uh, Anthony, it's a pleasure talking Friday Night Lights with you. Always a good time. As always. Uh, yeah, we're almost done with season two. And as we've discussed, uh, we're almost to an odd-numbered season, which, in your theory, are the best seasons. The best ones, yeah. So, thanks for... But also, we are to, beyond this season, everything now is 13 seasons long. So, we are past the two longest seasons of of the entire show. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right on. So, we're, yeah, we're nearing halfway of our, of our journey. The season three premiere is the halfway point which is crazy wow. that we'll we'll be reaching that it's it's that's absolutely insane to me to think that <laughs> technically that's the halfway point of the series yeah 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 so thank you for for sticking with us almost halfway now um yeah we appreciate you thanks for for reaching out to all those of you who have on on social media we'd love to hear from you uh let us know yeah what you're what you're thinking about with Friday Night Lights? Let us know where we get it wrong. Uh, I feel like we were very unsure of our MVP <laughs> of the week. So if you have any other suggestions, go ahead and hit us up with that. But uh, I think that'll wrap it up for tonight. So to all of you, thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Uh, that's it. We're done. Peace. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.